0: Have you ever wondered why all of the things that you loved as a kid continue to be the most favorite things of your entire life as you grow older? What are some of your favorite movies and music, and were those set during your formative years? Tonight we speculate on the concept of all of the things that are your favorites in your life are set in your younger years. And what does that mean for kids of today? And we're back, episode number six, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Nick Howell, and with me, as always, Mr. Andy Nelson. Andy, how you doing over there, sir?
1: I'm good. Turn off your phone if you have a Galaxy Note Seven right now. But and wait, don't do it just yet. Make sure you're downloading the podcast on a computer or something. <laughs> Man, uh, what a
0: mess these guys are in. I, I I can't I can't keep up with all the phones that are blowing up.
1: So they've they've recalled two and a half million. A Galaxy Note 7s. Right? Samsung okay. has. Sorry. Yeah, Samsung. Samsung themselves. And they've made it difficult to actually return the phone. Get this. So the tech giant is sending elaborate thermally insulated return kits to users who contacted them. This oh comes God. with rubber gloves and apparently some sort of like thermal protective box that you have to put this phone back in to send it so it doesn't blow up on the way back. And FedEx is like, we don't want them. No, that's cool. No what? Worries. Yeah.
0: FedEx isn't even picking the packages. You have to declare whether it's a, a Samsung I, I, Note 7? I guess so. I guess so.
1: Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> the company will not accept any phones from individual customers or through retail outlets, including drop boxes.
0: There have been so many good memes. The Two-Face meme, the, <laughs> the FedEx burning FedEx box on the porch. You know, yay, my Galaxy Note 7's here. Uh, I don't know what... The, is this going to end at some point? Are, are we going to... Are we gonna have
1: another whole week of this stuff going on? I think we're just gonna keep hearing about it. I think we're gonna keep hearing, unfortunately, about more phones ex- exploding. And, and I don't we haven't had any major injuries or deaths as a result of this, thank goodness. Um, oh,
0: we forgot to do something, oh, we by did. the way. Hang on. Did.
1: Stone Cold Salute. I said give me a hell yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. Ah, there we go. Yes. Beer is good. Beer is a staple of this podcast. Uh so moving right along, look, uh, there's something that came out about uh
1: soft some new software that's going to be used at airports what's uh what's that one all about so uh starting at JFK they've they've taken this technology from Europe that somehow gathers data from passengers and uh the what they're trying to do is re- is reduce the amount like get to the airport 3 hours before your flight yeah. and then you get it through security in 10 minutes and then you sit there for 2 hours or you get there 2 hours early and you still don't make your plane there's some sort of algorithm in place that's being used in Europe to uh uh it, it 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 figures out like how many passengers are on every plane so that they can move like like uh, uh the uh, the uh, the, uh, the the people at the desk to get people through quicker um it's it's kind of a new kind of fun thing they're they're doing um at, and I guess they've started at JFk which is obviously one of the major airports oh, in the yeah. United states oh the world. Um, my wife just uh, 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 applied for the the TSA pre check. I don't mm-hmm. know with, with all of your traveling, did you do that? Or yes. No? So, so the,
0: there's pre check and then there's global entry. Right. Right. Glo- Glo- global entry is more for international. Right. Pre check and it grants you free pre check.
1: So tell me about that. So like 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 take the the software idea to me is a great thing because I mean who likes waiting at the airport? Nobody. Yeah. But. If, if you have this sort of, like, pre-check, tell me how that works. You just went through, like, the interview process or whatever, but how does it work from somebody that actually has it?
0: Oh, so basically you have to go to one of the designated airports, make an appointment, go there at a certain time. Uh, LAX is one of them, I believe. And uh, you sit down with a Customs and Border Patrol agent. He interviews you, he or she interviews you, and they take your fingerprints. So it's, they're doing a full background check, full, deep, you know, Military grade, I guess, background check. Yeah, and uh, once you clear that, then you're good to go. You get what's called a known traveler number. Okay, and then on you give that to your airline when you're booking a ticket. There'll be a field that says that you put in when you're booking your ticket says known traveler number, and when you get your boarding pass at the airport from the airline, it'll have TSA pre check with a little green check mark by it. Okay, and you just get to go in a line
1: that's much shorter, probably than the super security. Million
0: times shorter. Um, which has. <laughs> It's not so short anymore because now everybody's got pre-check. Right. Um, but the difference is is that you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take jackets off. You don't have to take belts off. Laptops. You don't have to take laptops out. All right. Um, all of that stuff is pre-screened, or, or you're pre-screened for all that stuff, right? The global entry thing is one step further uh, because they took your fingerprints. Yep. Um, when, you go, when you go in and out of the country, you come back in, you have to fill out, you have to declare all the stuff. You have to uh, go through and do the interview uh, with the Border Patrol agent. Now, uh, with Global Entry, you basically uh, scan your passport. It's got a little barcode on it. All passports do. Yep. And you put your finger, your full hand fingerprint down on it, and it's all. It takes your picture, you, your fingerprints, and you hand it to the guy as you walk through the gate with no lines. So if you've ever been to the airport for, uh, I've seen the lines that are there before, um, uh, just to go through security, right. Uh, the border entry is a hundredfold longer and larger. So, at the, especially at JFK's LAX's, uh, the bigger airport. Heathrow yeah, is massive. Big international airports. Big international them, airports. Absolutely. So, global entry is worth its weight in gold coming back into the United States because you zip through in five minutes what would normally take you an hour.
1: So, if this software that we were just talking about, you know, if it doesn't go worldwide or I guess countrywide, yeah, quickly, another alternative to that would be to maybe get your your TSA pre check, which I believe Amy said she played. Somewhere in the neighborhood of like eighty five dollars yeah. just for, the, and that's not the global one. Yeah. That's the TSA like in the United States, which to me seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, for what you get, and then you don't have to rush or or worry about getting to the airport super early and then have to sit there and wait. So the,
0: the problem with this is is that the pre check was put in place for the frequent travelers. Right. If you've seen the movie Up in the Air sure. and seen George Clooney, yep. uh, he has the system. It's it's down pad. He knows exactly how to do it. You wear slip on shoes. You know exactly the motions you have to dance through. The problem is, is now because everybody can get pre-check, they may or may not be frequent travelers and know the steps. So it ultimately, unfortunately, backs up the pre-check line, which is supposed to be just this rapid fire. You just run right through and you don't have to wait in those crazy lines. You still have people that are getting pre-check with like two kids and strollers and all this big families and all that stuff. And, And I get it. I don't fault them for doing it because it's available to them but the reason that it was originally put in place was to for the, the business travelers. The business travelers that are living in airports and hotels.
1: Yeah, I mean I fly a lot for work and I probably should get that myself but then again I thought, you know, uh maybe we get it for the kids too. We we don't fly very often with the two kids but you know when we do it's a it's a it's, it's an, an event. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> it's 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 not trivial. <laughs> All right, so moving right along to some uh, video game news. We got uh, some new things this week. First, we've played uh, our first Iron Banner this week. Yeah, we did. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, it's good and bad. This new mode of supremacy. There's a lot of... Uh, it's kind of you either loved it or you hated it. Yeah. And, you know, I loved about it. I got a lot of loot out of it. My light
1: levels through the roof uh, compared to what it was beforehand. So Yeah, we're talking about Destiny, of course, which oh, yeah. we've talked about on many episodes. So, yeah, we had a good time on the new Iron Banner, which the whole thing was based on. But the big thing... That dropped this week, uh, Gears of War, uh, that that storied franchise that's been around for what ten years, maybe yeah, more. It
0: was part of the original Xbox launch,
1: right, or the Xbox 360 launch. Yeah, it was, it uh, was yeah. Great. So Gears of War four dropped to, uh, this week for the Xbox One. I picked it up, haven't played it yet. It's getting really strong reviews, and a lot of the things that I've read are it's a bit of a reboot of the franchise, and, and they even said uh, a bit like a J.J. Abrams reboot of Star Wars. Interesting. Yeah, they really go Gears back. Gears of War, or, The Force
0: Awakens. Yeah, or, yeah Gears <laughs> of War, Force Awakens, or uh, whatever. <laughs> um,
1: but the, to me, the interesting thing about uh, this this, this uh, is um, this is one of the first uh, uh, Microsoft cross-play games. So what, what they're trying to do is um, you can play a game on your Xbox, like Gears of War for certain games, and I guess some of the big uh, title launches that are coming that are Xbox exclusive potentially. Right are then going to be able to be cross-played over the Windows 10 platform. What? Yeah. So the idea is if you have the game on Xbox, somehow your Microsoft account knows that. Yeah. And then you now own that game on your Windows 10 thing. So you could have your Xbox controller and play Gears of War 4 not only on your Xbox One, Put on your windows 10 device
0: so if you say if you're a traveler and you're sitting in your hotel you could have your surface pro and uh, a controller P-
1: potentially i mean but that's that opens up a whole new oh yeah. thing and, and this I'm, is
0: something that we've wanted for a decade or more sure right and, and we want to we we want our ps4 flint friends to be able to play with our xbox uh, one friends
1: we haven't gotten there yet this is this is just this is just you know you get to take your without packing up your giant xbox one in your suitcase yeah you can now take the game with you so to speak and then play it in a hotel like you're saying or you're going to the you're going to your parents cabin in Canada for, right. or wherever for the weekend and you know the kids go to bed or your wife goes to bed and you want to stay and play video games you don't have to bring your giant system with you uh, it knows that you have it and then you just all you have to do is pack the controller which is small
0: yeah well yeah. i mean one of the reasons this hasn't happened is because everybody seems to want console and pc crossplay and the problem with that is that um, you download all of the system files onto a PC. They can be manipulated. Right. You get into cheating and hacking discussions and all that where Lots. you can't really do that right. on, on the console games. But I think inter-console play could be a real thing sooner than we think. Microsoft games says, like Destiny. Yeah,
1: Microsoft says already they want to do it. It's yeah. up to Sony to, to, to kind of cave and actually do that. Here's the thing. Sony used to make uh, computers and laptops. They don't anymore, right? So they yeah. don't have the ability to do that there. Their answer to that is, I believe you can play somehow. You can stream to a Mac, or there's something because of uh, the Sony uh, the Sony controller's Bluetooth, right? And Mac has Bluetooth in it, and I'm sure uh, Microsoft does as well. But there's something about uh, being able to play on your Mac or, or whatever it is. So, I, I think we're we're getting into like a uh, you know we we've talked at length about the the console itself going away, and then just you know owning a game and playing a game. And I think this might be the first step. So kudos to Microsoft for doing something like this because I think it's pretty neat. It's
0: it's definitely going to open the doors for for this kind of stuff. But does anybody give a shit? Is it is this something that people are just aching to do? I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm,
1: not, I'm not aching to do it. I like the option of it. I like the idea. I'm I, you know I, I said you know, flippantly at the bar the other night. I was like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy a Microsoft service so I can play my Xbox games because. Here's the thing like when I'm when I'm in when I'm in when I'm waiting on stuff or whatever at the airport let's say and I and I just want to and I'm sitting there and I'm playing one of my my iPhone games or or whatever it is but it's not Gears of War it's not Destiny it's not you know it would be great to just have it like the controller with you, and then you open up a screen, and then you're just you're playing your game, that, yeah. you know that you really like on
0: shitty airport Wi-Fi
1: <laughs> or, or whatever it is. But I, I just I like the idea of of it, it makes those big console games somewhat portable. That's kind of sure. cool. That's kind of cool to me. So didn't PlayStation try to do that with the Vita though? They did, and it still exists. The whole Remote Play thing it exists, yeah. but the, the the Vita is such a horrible system. And I have one, but I, I mean I never even use it. It's you have to have a strong Wi-Fi connection, like, but imagine playing like a game, a first-person shooter, over a Wi-Fi network, over your Vita, which is not quite the same control scheme, and there's yeah. a little bit different stuff, and there's probably a little bit more of a lag for, for some kind of game that would have, you know, milliseconds of, like, you need to be able to react to something, it's... I could see it, like okay, I'm. playing. That might
0: be the reason we have some of those red bars in Destiny, right? I could, <laughs> people I could playing see, it, I see it as
1: like maybe I'm playing my season of Madden or something on my on my yeah. Vita or or my hockey season. Some single something. player sure, campaign, right? Sure, but not something where you're 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 playing against other people or or a shooter. I just think that that might not work.
0: I just don't see people lining up, robble, robble, robbling <laughs> about this being a thing, and I, I just. I'm not going to buy your Xbox unless you give me, you know, crossplay to my PC and I just I don't it's think it's cool is it a novelty or I, I just I'm anxious to see if people are actually going to do it. I guess is what I'm getting at.
1: I think well if if you're a person that's we're, we're Mac guys, but if you're a Microsoft person and you have a Windows 10 device or a, or a Windows 10 Surface or a Windows 10 laptop or whatever it would be you know, you win because you might have a Microsoft Xbox One as well.
0: Yeah, uh, f- so, fair enough.
1: So, whether or not you're rushing out to buy it in order to have that option, you might already have that option built into your ecosystem at home anyway. So, to me, that's just kind of fun.
0: What will be interesting for me is if the game developers really, I don't want to say go on strike, but really start to pry into Sony and Microsoft to cooperate to really get into cross play because Windows 10 and Xbox cross play is not interesting to me.
1: PS4 and Xbox 1 crossplay is extremely interesting to absolutely, me. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I don't know if that'll ever happen just because how do you I mean I guess it's more about the games themselves. Like we're talking about. uh, And that's why
0: I think they'll be the ones that have to really hold sway. They'll be the ones that really pry into them to do that.
1: So there's still going to be like in that scenario, there's still going to be the games that sell consoles. So like if you want to play Halo, you have to buy an Xbox. If you want to play Uncharted, which there might not be any more Uncharted games, you have to buy a PlayStation. Right. Those games might not necessarily have a cross-platform ability to them, but a game like Destiny or a game like, let's say, Call of Duty comes out on both systems. Right. And you want to play against other people and you don't want to buy the the game twice which i don't know anybody who would do that except me Um, (laughs) there are 10 times more games available if not more
0: on both systems than there are ones that are exclusive absolutely and to me that's the catch is i feel like there's a missed opportunity yeah um and, and part of me goes yeah but the video game developers are selling more copies if you have somebody that wants to have both like you have both copies of Destiny, right? How many hundreds of people, if not thousands of people, have both consoles and have characters on both? Have they've bought one hundred and twenty plus dollars worth of Destiny, right? To have it on both consoles. What if you could buy one copy of Destiny and play it on whatever console you wanted to? That's
1: how it should be, I think. That's, that's how, how it should be. be. That's how it should be. And I and, think that's where we're going to see it go. And the perfect example of that would be something like Warcraft. Right? Yeah. So absolutely. you can play Warcraft on a Mac. You can play Warcraft on a PC. You have your characters that you've built up, and you just log in. Yeah. And you play them on either either thing. Um, War- There's a new
0: app, by the way, that Jared is playing on his phone. That you're he's doing missions and stuff in an app on his Warcraft account. So it's wow. it's even traversed down down to. Uh, um, to mobile. To mobile devices. So there's there's a limited number of things you can do, but like item management or uh, mission management, things like that, right? But it's even crossed over to that. So opening this up is... a Crossplay is going to be really interesting, and it's something we've all wanted for a long time. I just think the focus of the conversation has been in the wrong place trying to get console gamers and desktop gamers playing the same game together. And that's the wrong way to, to approach it.
1: And I think Sony might be so resistant to this because the PlayStation for that, like that company is in trouble overall as far as their electronics. However, oh, that's what's bankrolling. Their, them. their one shining thing that yep. they will make their money on is is um, is PlayStation. And they've sold double as many PlayStation 4s as, as uh, Xbox Ones have sold. Yep. I mean, that's their thing. So I, I, that's I they're holding on to it. They... Uh, People aren't going to buy. Uh, uh, they're they're in the business of selling their consoles and their systems. Yes, you can play your games. They make the most money, I would think, off of the actual selling of the product that they made. Right? I mean, I'm guessing. Uh, I'd be guessing too. I'm not sure, but that's my guess. So, uh, speaking of Sony, they're now about to release, I believe, tomorrow or or Friday, their big VR thing. No, uh, it's tomorrow, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. So to- Sony's big VR drops uh, tomorrow and you can have VR in your house, and you can play your games. Um, I was looking on IGN and a couple of the other video game sites recently of just, like, advanced reviews of some of these games. I personally am not rushing out to buy any of these things. Uh, there was a really cool, like, Batman, you know, you, you see from, from Batman's perspective him putting on the cowl, and he walks into his room and gets his grappling gun, and, I'm like, that's cool for a second, but I don't need to drop $400 to do that. No.
0: I, I, don't, I don't get the allure yet. Uh, I think it's one of those, you know... The new consoles drop and there's only five games available. Yeah, it's one of those kind of situations. I'm gonna sit back and wait. I got plenty of games to play. We'll see how that develops. And frankly, I don't have the living room uh, kind of gear and setup and space right to uh, to to have a VR environment. So. I, I don't know. I want to. That's what I'm going to sit back and and wait and see what happens. And
1: maybe we'll one. talk about uh, some of the initial impressions because all that stuff's going to come out over the weekend. and We can talk about it on the next show. But yeah. um, the other the other company, uh, the big you know video game company that, that we haven't talked about just because they haven't done much recently other than Pokemon Go, is <laughs> <laughs> is Nintendo. So Nintendo has uh, uh, another system potentially coming out. There was some stuff leaked this week about the new Nintendo NX. So apparently this system may be coming out as early as March of next year. So that's that's five months away. Yeah. And we haven't seen anything of it. It wasn't at E3. Uh, I'm, I'm shocked that we haven't seen anything about this system, and apparently they're going to put demo kits into uh, stores in February, Right. Even this month
0: at New York Comic Con, I would expect that maybe they had a booth and they would talk about it or drop no, some it, teaser. It didn't
1: happen. We're hearing all about this, you know, like the uh, leaks. So uh, this is Is it a- the
0: typical stuff with Nintendo with uh, Zelda and Mario, and I mean, is it the typical of Nintendo course, of course, uh, canon?
1: And you wonder if if Nintendo should just take the Sega route and just jump into just making software. They have their properties that that are great. Nintendo. Caught lightning in a bottle with the Wii, the original Wii, obviously, and everybody bought it. You know, your grandmother bought it. We stood in
0: line at Universal for eight hours, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you remember that?
1: That was a fun fun night.
0: Uh, We finally got it at five (laughs) in the morning, and then I had to go to work at seven. So fun that I forgot about
1: it. But so the idea is uh, it's going to be cartridge. This is all uh, this is all speculation. It's going to be cartridge based. Uh, there will be like a mobile handheld device that you can charge. that has like a six inch 720p screen on it that you take with you. So their idea is you play your Nintendo games, then you take them on the go, which is kind of what we're talking about. Right. So they're trying to come up with their system that would do that. Hmm. And you take your Nintendo games on the on the go, not like on your mobile phone and playing, you know, Pokemon Go or whatever. This new Mario game that they're developing right now Uh they say that the uh, it's going to come at at two ninety nine, so it would be a hundred dollars cheaper than the uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation. So, as a as a lifelong Nintendo fan, and you know, I still play Nintendo games with my kids, and I've always loved the Mario and the Zelda games, and all, I'll play all of them. Um, the Wii U is a bit of a failure; it it just didn't work. It, it's their worst selling, I guess, console system outside of like the three DS. Um, I think, you know, I I want it, it, this might be their last kick at the cat. Right, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Speaking of kicks at the cat, <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. So moving on real quick, we want to talk. Give you a quick WWE update. We yeah, had, we had uh, no mercy this Sunday, and. Uh, it, it was an interesting one because we also had something else going on on Sunday. We had a
1: few things going on on Sunday. I think I sent you the text. that was like I'm trying to watch the debates, but at the same time there was like the the Rangers Blue Jays game. Yes, there was also Sunday night football. Yes, there was some, there was another game that was going on. And oh, and I, there's this people. Right, pay-per-view. I don't have enough TVs and tablets, and I had a lot, <laughs> and I couldn't keep up with everything. You do
0: have a lot of devices.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So no mercy pay per view. Now here's the interesting thing. If 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 I remember correctly, the main event was AJ Styles versus Dean
0: ambrose sure. versus john cena right and, and that, it was a triple threat for the wwe world championship So
1: main event like in la it's five o'clock right you, yep. you don't have to worry about the main event until seven because it's usually like the and last
0: nobody time saw show. this coming but it's the f- it was the first match right which is like a crazy thing that and they, everybody th- just lost their minds they're like oh they must be doing this because of the debates and they're competing for ratings and blah 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 and i'm just like that it's got to no, be the reason why that makes no sense because it's recorded for on-demand viewing on the network, so why uh, they're still they're,
1: they're still they still need their pay per view buys. That's true. That's now, true. granted, we're we're network subscribers, which we'll get to in a minute. But, are uh, people
0: still dumb enough to be buying pay individual pay per views for I, 50, 60 bucks?
1: I, 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 if they don't have internet, I guess so. Ugh.
0: I, if they don't have internet, how are they getting it? I mean, all cables pretty much connected to the internet. Anyway, moving right along, <laughs> we had a triple threat at the beginning of the of the thing to compete with the POTUS debates and the <laughs> ball games and the sports and all that stuff going on, and uh, basically, the ultimately, uh, you know. There was this interesting moment where both John Cena and Dean Ambrose put a submission hold on AJ Styles. At the same time. At the same time, and AJ tapped. Right. What do you do?
1: But it's not the end of the match. because. But it's
0: not the end of the match because they couldn't determine who submitted AJ Styles. So, So
1: technically it's a tie. So
0: it's a tie, so they continued the match. Right. Ding, 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 carry on, right? AJ Styles ultimately ends up retaining the title
1: by hitting a guy with a chair because it's no yes. DQ match. Yes, and fine. triple
0: threat rules means no disqualification. He introduces a chair to the match. Yep, hits John Cena with a chair and uh, whatever. Uh, uh, AJ's killing it right now. He's he's at the top of the world, frankly, and I, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Uh it's it's interesting comparison between Kevin Owens on Raw and him on SmackDown yep. as the champions yep. the respective champions. Uh t- kind of two similar characters there both kind of heelish mm-hmm. um but it's uh, I don't I don't know. I think Kevin Owens is a better champion but I think SmackDown's a better show.
1: And especially because of The Miz. Uh
0: yeah. yes. Uh, the other match that we had was Miz versus Ziggler in a career match. Yeah, I think that's, is what it was. Yeah,
1: he's gonna he's gonna lose. There's no way Ziggler loses that match.
0: But sure, and and basically to set this up is if you if you weren't aware if you're not aware of it, uh, Dolph Ziggler said, "All right, last stand. Put your title up one more time. Let me have one more shot at it." I'll put my career on the line.
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh,
0: God. Everybody lost their mind. Don't do it, Dolph! You know? yeah.
1: <laughs> oh it's my a career! God. Why is Jim Ross still talking on the show? He's not on don't the show know. anymore!
0: <laughs> uh, ultimately, Dolph wins. It was a fan. It stole the show. Uh, it absolutely trounced whatever that main event triple threat thing was that we saw at the very beginning. And not
1: the fact that he won. The match itself was The great. match was...
0: It was proper mat wrestling. Yeah. No interferences. Just a beautiful, beautiful match. And, uh, and Ziggler won. And they, tonight on SmackDown, or last night on SmackDown, had a great face off. Miz is on fire right now for the yep. last couple of months yep, since seen. he blew up on Talking Smack. And uh, he continues to just have that passion and that fire come out. It's really exciting to see uh, him come out. Uh, the other things that happened so that was No Mercy. That was uh, Sunday. That was Sunday. The next night, Monday, we come out, we have Raw. And, basically, Mick Foley come out, comes out with Stephanie McMahon, and they announce Hell in a Cell. Ooh. One of my favorite pay-per-views that we actually attended last year here That's in right. La- right here in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> right here in Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, so, basically, what we got was, well, they come out firing multiple Hell in a Cell matches, right? They, they want to get the one up on SmackDown. Sure. We're going to have the first ever, and this is huge, the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match between wow. Sasha Banks and Charlotte, and that's going to be that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, first of all, they've I don't think for safety reasons they've ever allowed women to compete in Hell in a Cell.
1: I don't know if it's that. Uh,
0: maybe they haven't been up for. It. I don't want to say they're not up for it because I think they're up for it. Yeah, but there good. might be other safety reasons, whatever. Uh, you know, I I don't want to speculate on that too much. But I'm excited to see that. Hell in a Cell is one of my favorite pay-per-views. We're not only getting that one, we're going to have a championship match inside Hell in a Cell. And I think there was one other one that is escaping me right now, but we're going to have at least three Hell in a Cell matches. Oh, I know which one.
1: Is it? Is it Goldberg versus Lesnar? Goldberg!
0: <laughs> oh! He's back, and it is officially announced that he will. Bill Goldberg will be on Monday Night Raw next week.
1: Right, in order to face Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series, just the literally the day before the video game comes out that Goldberg is on the cover. Who That's saw not that? a coincidence Who at all. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. Let me ask you something. Does this match matter? I think it does. It doesn't. Because I, I think
0: somebody needs to put Brock down, and he's constantly been winning 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 and he is this beast and they've built him up over the last two years to be this unstoppable machine starting with undertaker and all and it's this whole new image that he's got right suplex city the whole marketing for the new 2k17 video game is built around suplex city right and i think what they're oh, that's doing right. lesnar wasn't the cover not Goldberg. Yes. goldberg's that goldberg's an unlockable character that's yes what it was. so i think what they're doing here is they're finally going to topple lesnar and i'm not really sure why but I think they're going to let they're going to drop Lesnar to Goldberg and it'll be in Hell in a Cell. Oh, no, not Hell in a, I'm sorry. It'll be at Survivor Series.
1: Yeah, it's not a Hell in a Cell match. No. It's a regular match. That's right.
0: Okay. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see uh, when it when it comes down to that. So I here's yeah. my issue. Here's yeah. my issue. Go. So
1: the last time these two guys fought WrestleMania 20, it was Goldberg versus Lesnar. Stone Cold was a special guest referee. The very next night, both of these guys were leaving the company. It was a weird finish that I don't even remember. All I remember is somebody winning, and then Stone Cold hit both of them with a stunner. Yay, it's over. Okay. That was what happened because that's what Stone Cold. WrestleMania does. 20, also at Staples Center, if I, if I if I remember correctly, I wasn't there. Um, that match had it, there's there's no stakes in it. So what? So again, this is so these two guys are gonna wrestle. Which okay, I'm glad that he's not fighting like Randy Orton or he's gonna bear Lesnar. he's not gonna he's he's contracted to be at Survivor Series no matter what because he has his four appearances a year. Great, whatever. So. He's going to fight Goldberg. The winner is the winner. Who cares? Like, either Lesnar is still the beast or Goldberg topples Lesnar. And then
0: I could say that about the last three matches that Brock Lesnar. What are the stakes for him fighting Randy Orton? What are the stakes for him fighting John Cena? It's
1: just them grasping at straws and trying to like uh, to say like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we saw Lesnar and Goldberg wrestle? We did win WrestleMania 20. Yeah. And we're going to see it again. And whatever happens, happens. And I hope it's not just some stupid finish where they both lose or. I don't know, some other guy comes back. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, the, 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 the voyeur in me still wants to see this match yeah. and, and see these guys go, but like, there's no stakes in it, and it's, to me it's just like a cash grab. Uh,
0: yes and no. To me, there's been nobody that, is, that can match up pound for pound, size for size with Brock Lesnar. True. Right? And I think uh, that's been one of the big things, even Cena, even Orton. And I think where the, one of the reasons why they're bringing Goldberg back is he is as big, yes, as as Brock Lesnar, but he's fifty. But he's fifty, and that was twelve years ago. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, I want to so, see it. I want to see it. But I, I, I want to see, see how see it goes. Like, uh, but uh, uh, again, WWE wins because we're talking about it. We want to see it. We don't. You know, it could be a trainer. It could be good. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Here's the other thing that happened in WWE this week. John Cena, love him or hate him, set a record as being now in the most. Main event pay-per-view matches in uh, uh, WWE history. Now, whether or not the main event was the first match of the show or the last match of the show, in this case, was the first match of the show. He has now been in his 68th pay-per-view. Yeah. Which is crazy since the guy just started in 2002. So in 14 years, he's been in 68 main events. He beat the record of 67 held by Triple H and the undertaker and the next guy in the list is what Shawn Michaels at 40 something
0: 48 the yeah. ne- so 67 three guys have 60 well two guys now have 67 Cena has 68 the next one on the list is Shawn Michaels with 48
1: uh, 48 okay yeah
0: and that is a huge gap huge gap people okay. that have main evented uh, any pay-per-views right so, so again,
1: say what you will about the guy. The guy, yeah. the guy is a draw. No he about.
0: has he carried that company through the the two thousands, yeah, right? Absolutely. Even the last ten years, I would say. Sure. Even with CM Punk in there, even with all that stuff, he has absolutely carried uh, this company. I mean, just to have that many pay per views in fifteen years, yeah, fourteen years. Wow, that's pretty amazing. One thing I don't want to leave behind that happened on SmackDown tonight as well, not to be outdone by Raw and their Hell in a Cell announcement. This
1: whole stupid, like, like oh, we're going to beat Raw and Raw's going to beat SmackDown. It's the same company. They're, they're competing know. for the same advertising dollar. Yeah, but it works. Okay. The
0: universe bites, and, sure. and we're, we talk, we're we're talking about it on a podcast. So uh, we some of the uh, Survivor Series, which is only a little over a month away, scary enough, November 20th, wow. right? We're, what, six weeks, five weeks away, six weeks away? So we, <laughs> Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan come out and they announce that we're going to have a the five best tag teams from Raw face off with the five best tag teams from SmackDown in a Survivor Series elimination match.
1: Which is how the Survivor, which the original yeah. concept of Survivor Series was. It's the I elimination it like, chamber. I was like, well, no, it was like the four guys against four guys, and then you know, like you'd eliminate. Till it, was, it was, a fun. Thing. That's right, right. Back in the whenever.
0: Now it's just out of control. Yeah,
1: ten dudes in the ring and twenty. Teams. Oh, yeah, jeez,
0: there's twenty. There's going to be twenty guys around the ring. It's a battle royal. It, it that's, that's ultimately a battle royal. So I don't know. There's going to be a bunch of matches at Survivor Series. More on that as we get closer to that. But really looking forward to Hell in a Cell. And in you can get, get that weeks. if you
1: have the WWE network and you have the 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 pay per view sort of thing. Like the thing again, we'll say it. Whether or not you're a WWE fan, or if you want to watch one pay per view or two pay per views a year, fine. It's ten bucks a month, or maybe, but it's ten bucks a month to watch every pay-per-view every year. So if you just bought it on your DirecTV or your cable subscriber, it's $60 just for one pay-per-view. So right. if you just want to watch WrestleMania, 60 bucks. If you want to watch WrestleMania and a couple other pay-per-views throughout the year, 10 bucks a month. It's a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, I mean, 120 bucks for the year to get.
1: Right, and I think WWE's figured out that it's a no-brainer because there's talk now of tiered pricing. So they've talked about sort of like uh, maybe it's not 10 bucks a year anymore. Maybe it's $15 to get all the pay-per-views, which to me is still a deal.
0: Oh, totally. Even paying that much, you you're still less than two hundred dollars. That's four pay per views, right? If not less, three three and a half, and you're getting how many? You're
1: getting ten or twelve pay per views now per year. Twelve, and then this year you're getting fourteen with the like the special Raw one and the special yep. SmackDown they did, right? The Clash of Champions and the other one or the backlash. Backlash, yeah. Sure. So the future of the WWE might be a little bit different as far as the as far as the uh, the the cost for watching these pay-per-views. Speaking of a different future, the Blade Runner sequel finally got a title. It's not Blade Runner, the blah, 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 blah. It's literally Blade Runner 2049. Okay. That's it. It comes out October 5th of next year. They're shooting it. Blade Runner, awesome. Uh,
0: I can't wait. Is it Ridley
1: Scott? It is Ridley Scott. Uh, Then I'm in. And it's Harrison
0: Ford. I'm in. Sold.
1: Next. Right. Luke Besson, uh, director of The Fifth Element, uh, and The Professional, uh, and La Femme Nikita, and yeah, just a great director, is also doing another sci-fi thing. Uh, he announced that at, at New York Comic-Con. Uh, it's based on a, a, a Valerian in the City of a Thousand. Uh, it's, a, it's a comic book series. He's doing a big thing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see him do another sci-fi movie with the technology that he has now based yep. on, uh, we're 11 years, 21 years, sorry, removed from Fifth Element. He said something like there were 188 special effects shots in the Fifth Element. There's 2,000 plus in this new movie. <sighs>
0: Uh, that's just the time, the 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 changing of the times. I mean that yeah. we the technology we have now compared to what we had at the time of the Fifth Element in the '90s was just it's different.
1: Other stuff announced at uh, New York Comic Con this past weekend, uh, we got to see some teaser of the Iron Fist stuff from oh. Netflix. Oh man, it looks so good!
0: So for anybody that's never read comics, they probably have no idea who Iron Fist
1: is. And I have read comics for a long time, and I barely know about it. So Fist.
0: what is Iron? Why, why should we care about Iron Fist? What? Tell me about how he fits into Defenders.
1: He. he The Defenders, uh, forget the whole Defenders thing, because there's been so many different versions of the Defenders that had, like, Doctor Strange in it and the Hulk and and, uh, Reed Richards and whatever. This uh, Marvel Universe uh, Netflix version of the Defenders are the four characters that we've now set up, which are Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and now Iron Fist. The
0: Netflix shows. Correct. Yeah.
1: And they announced who the villain of the Defenders is going to be.
0: Mm, probably the greatest heroine
1: of all time. Possibly the person you named your dog after. Yeah, and that might be tattooed on my left arm. Sigourney Weaver. Is Sigourney Weaver. Be, yeah, Sigourney Ripley Weaver herself. Will be playing. will be playing uh, the villain in the Defenders series. That's pretty awesome. Speaking also of heroines oh. and, and uh, strong female characters, on October 21st, The United Nations, this is not a joke, by the way, the United Nations will be announcing Wonder Woman as its honorary ambassador for the empowerment of women and girls. The event, which coincides with DC's selected Wonder Woman Day, will take place at the United Nations headquarters in New York City, and uh, uh, many people are expected to attend it. But how cool is that?
0: Wonder Woman is now the special honorary ambassador to women and girls. to so The empowerment awesome. of women and girls. That's, Love that. That's just so cool.
1: It's so cool. And speaking of another person that's had some dealings with the United Nations, James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig, our old friend, came oh. out this week and said, oh, yeah, um, I, 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 I'll, do, I'll, I'll do another Bond movie. I, right I, that-
0: I spent all my money. I need some more money. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, the only thing I do is play James Bond. So I'll be James Bond. I,
0: Anything else that he's been in, I've I've just loathed. I, I I didn't stand it. But he's a decent Bond. However, I have not met a single person yet that enjoyed Spectre, uh, the the latest in the in the double oh seven series. I, I don't know how how much more can they do. How many more stories can they tell? Of course, I'll go see them, uh, but I, I just I don't know if it's just long in the tooth at this point. It, do I think that Idris Elba would be a good Bond? Yeah. Uh, I I pine for the for the um. The Pierce Brosnan's, uh, the Timothy Dalton's,
1: the suave, super suave Brits. So what is that thought based on, that you wanted to be Brosnan or that you wanted to be somebody else?
0: I don't know, because every time Living Daylights came on uh, TNT or USA, that I watched it as a kid because every that, time.
1: Because that was your bond. That was my bond. My bond was Timothy Dalton. And that's actually a perfect transition into our discussion for the week. Yes. So I, right. had this, I just had this thought, and I'm, I don't know if any other people have had this thought. So... You think of your favorite movies. When I when I think of you, and I've known you for a very long time, when I think of your favorite movies, your favorite movies are Aliens. Your favorite movies are Star Wars stuff. Your favorite movies are Lord of the Rings. It's all based on stuff that you grew up with, yep. right? All of my favorite stuff, Star Wars is a huge one for me. Uh, the Adam West Batman, Batman comics, all the stuff we're talking about is all based on the stuff that we grew up with. Hmm. We are now, I'm now 40, you're pushing 40, yep. right? Can you think of a movie or a show outside of Game of Thrones Let's let's just do movies. Can you think of a movie in the last twenty years that is your like? Can can usurp? I can't even believe I used that word in this podcast. (laughs) Your 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 favorite movies?
0: Well, Lord of the Rings fits into that twenty years. But I mean, it's uh, I'm the guy that would pick Lord of the Rings to watch over Star Wars. But like, let's let's
1: let's say new properties that have come out. Sure.
0: Right. Oh well, Lord of the Rings hits home for me because I read the books as a kid. And you're you're spot on with that. So it it hit home. So the movies weren't out yet, but um, no, for me, I'll, I'll run down my top five real quick. It's Americans, or uh, Heat, Aliens, American Psycho, Fight Club, Die Hard. Okay, those are my, the, and you know, all of those, maybe Sans Fight Club, are all movies of the '80s that I grew up with. Uh, right, a lot of them are movies of the '90s, but they still, heat, they're still yeah. they're
1: still like to me. There's like this thing where we grew up with, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones and all uh, Die Hard and Predator and all these movies that we love and that we hold so dear are all based on us in like a pre-adult life.
0: So what you're getting at here is that any given person's favorite things, be they movies or TV shows or uh, hobbies, all of that stuff are kind of, predicated by what they grew up with
1: yeah i'm not trying to prove a point here i just yeah. want to have a discussion about it no i I'm, think I'm, that's a good I'm, point i'm trying to think like because like i with my girls i try to be like hey you should watch the goonies hey you should watch this you know they've latched on the pews of adventure i guess that stands the test of time But my parents my parents yeah i'm gonna go start a paper out right now um I guess what I'm getting at is all of our favorite things and all these things that define us, these uh, these things that we latch on to, the fact that they're making all these remakes, it all is based on the stuff that we grew up as kids. And, and maybe, and this isn't like me trying to figure out why, this is just a general discussion about Sure. It. So what is it? Is it the fact that at that time of our lives from, let's say, age zero to 18 or maybe zero to 22 while we're in college and we don't have responsibilities and we can latch on these things? And for me, Star Wars especially, because I was a kid and it was a magical thing and it, you know uh, – um, I, you know, it's it's defined my life in a weird way. It's a horrible thing to say, but it has. I mean, right. it's, it's it's not a horrible thing to say. It's amazing. I mean? You know, I mean, my children should define my life now, but uh, but you know what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's Mr.
0: Lucas, if you're listening, we'll expect the royalty right. check. Right, but, uh, like, in my, a but weeks. like
1: my parents were showing me old James Bond movies when I was a kid. They were showing me older movies when I was a kid, and it didn't really like like hit me. And and I'll watch them now, and like I'll I, I like Jaws. And granted, I was negative one years old when Jaws came out, but that's another movie that's had a. Big, it's not
0: about when they came out. It's about when you saw. It's them. about when you saw them, right? And that's why I think the the so I was in those formative college years when I saw a lot of the movies that you know of the late '90s. I really latched onto um, Heat as I watched that movie a hundred times in college because so it was one of the few movies that I
1: had. That's '95. '95. Yeah. Yeah. So '95. So two years before that, you saw Jurassic Park. Yep. That same year that you saw Heat, you saw the Fifth Element hmm Those movies define you. Those yep. movies... Seven those also. Seven also came out, I think. Uh,
0: and then back. Fight Club of, of 99. 99. 99. Uh, what else came out? And uh, American Psycho was not in 2000. 99 or 2000 was the same time. So those... Those years for me was when I was really getting into movies, but I always went back to. I've got a great childhood story about Aliens and why I'm such a nut about it. Go for it. Uh, we'll another show. We'll okay. do that on another one. Okay. That that can almost is a, that's a special moment. Maybe I don't know the, if I maybe, want to share that. Maybe
1: one. when the new Aliens movie comes out, we'll
0: talk. Maybe about that's a great idea. Great idea. So I guess but, what but I, you're really onto something here, and my head's spinning in a way, in a great way, because I what it makes me think about is um, what's going on today. I mean, how are ki- how are your kids? latching on to things today that maybe we as adults really don't give a shit about so
1: so for all i know my kids are going to grow up and and sing frozen for the rest of their lives just like i sing the theme from star wars i i don't know that could happen you know um uh it would seem to me that the harry potter thing is probably like the new star wars for people of the next uh, two generations i could see that uh maybe hunger games that's a big one you know um I, but I guess I can't, and maybe it's it's when you get to a, a certain age as an adult and you have other responsibilities, or or maybe when you get old enough to realize that the movies are like how movies are made, yeah, that you that like the magic wears off. But like there were so many magical movies that came out when we were kids and like in our like uh, formative years that. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of a special thing. And like, what is that now? Like, so the teenagers of today are going to say like, my favorite movie is transformers four. And we're like, what? That's the worst movie ever. <laughs> but for them, they, it might be their movie or like Harry Potter seven. You know, I I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling to think of like what movies have come out in like recent years that I was just like, wow. And it like blew my mind. And I'd never seen anything like it. And I can't think of anything in the last 20 years, but the last time that here, I'll give you two movies that I thought like blew my mind. that I'd never seen it before the matrix, the mm-hmm. first one, when the bullet time thing happened and you'd never seen that before. the other one that I saw that just was like, what was crouching tiger hidden dragon? When people are having sword fights on top of like trees and like, I'd never seen anything like that before. Iron monkey, I think came out before that. And that that was was the first time I had seen that. Yeah. And I saw Crouching tiger hidden dragon in a theater with subtitles. And that was something in college I would never would have done, but I was just enthralled by this. Right. I'd never seen that. Um, Just like when people saw star Wars for the first time, they'd never seen anything like that. Um, I don't know. So what's what's the next thing? I, Matrix
0: is definitely one of them. And the moment, it wasn't the bullet time for me. It was, there's an ex, there's a moment that I remember where Neo kind of gets it. Yeah. And it was when they um, they had just saved Morpheus and they were on the rooftop. Yep. And the helicopter was crashing. Yep. And he has that moment and he just whips the rope around his arm and catches and yells, Trinity! And she jumps out, shoots right. the rope and jumps out right. and he just pulls her up. That to me was just like, oh, that was awesome. Just That was that kind of moment. There's several of those within that first and then movie of the at The of end Ma- of the movie the first he flies
1: movie. off and you're like, Wow, this this universe could go anywhere. They don't ever need to make another movie. And then they made two horrible movies. Uh, but forget that. I guess they know, could have made
0: one really good movie out of those two, I but think I, think this, I digress.
1: I don't think this this concept um just applies to movies. I think we're all you and I are both also uh uh lovers of the music that we grew up with. Yes. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan, right? Yes. I'm a huge Ben Folds fan. I'm yes. a huge you're a huge Metallica fan. I'm yes. a huge Van Halen fan. All that stuff like I don't really actively search out new music like I used to. I have the right. access to it. I could if I wanted to, yeah. but I just, I'm stuck on the songs that I like. And it's, that's just us getting old. I yeah. think, you know, like our parents, <laughs> the Hamburglar showed up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, like, I, I guess, I guess am I'm, I'm, I'm coming to grips with the fact that I'm getting old, but, but at the same time, I'm trying to sort of figure out what's going to be the next thing, you know, is it movies though? It's not just movies it's so it's, i it's music I, I like think we have moved
0: into this new world, a new era of mobile and and things that are going like we had those were our those were we were limited to a specific kind of entertainment, yeah, just otherwise television. we went outside and With sticks, sure. Right. So now in today's world, you've got mobile, you got games, you got all this stuff. You got, I mean, all these things going on. There's
1: still games I'll pick up and play. You still have your Sega Genesis. I still have my Nintendo. You know, like we still play that. Like we, that's. Well, hang on.
0: That's not the point, though. I'm talking about the kids of today. What are they gonna latch on to? Because if I had Nintendo when I was a kid, and if that didn't work, I went outside and rode my bike and played Fort in the Trees. So uh, what is the the thing of today? What are what are your kids latching on to the most? Are they more athletic and outside playing or are they inside staring at a tablet or a phone or watching a cartoon? You know, a
1: little bit of both. I mean they they want to watch my kids want to watch shows, but they also, you know, it's it's the same thing that that I grew up with where it's like, "All right, finish your homework first. Do this thing you got to do. Make sure you have, you know, you've done, gone to this practice sure. of dance or whatever." And then as if, when you're done with that, and you have all that stuff if there's time left, we'll watch this. That's that's a parenting discussion. Right. But what you're saying is, what are the options? But that's right? kind of the template well, what, of, what, that we but, grew up with but, as well, right? But, but I've exposed my kids to video games because I love video games. I've so
0: let's ex- narrow that down to the time left. Yeah. Okay. Forget all the other stuff that you mentioned before. What do you do with the time left? For me, it was play Nintendo, watch one of 10 channels that we had back then, right. or go outside and beat each other up with sticks and throw rocks at girls. For
1: them, the sky's the limit. Yeah, exactly. It, it, there's so many options that it's, 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 it's crazy.
0: Right. That's where I was trying to get to, and it's do are those options you know r- put recreational sports aside and stuff like that recreational activities but w- the options that they have are all available to them now on a handheld device
1: right and get this i haven't even let my kids surf the internet yet <laughs> well there's 6 7 and 4 yeah, 7 and 4 right but but Take that! Like we didn't even have that. Imagine if we had that. You know what I mean? We could just we could just read about stuff. I guess it's the equivalent of going to the library or reading books, which my kids also read books. But, right. But I don't know. I, I, have you gotten them into comics yet? Uh, yes, but not like not like dark, evil comics. Right. Like they're reading like uh, Disney comics or the DC superhero girls stuff or cool. or whatever. But yeah, just. Um, I'm just trying to expose them all the stuff that I like because it keeps me interested too. And yeah. You know, but you know, like I I know a lot of the names of the My Little Ponies, which I would never have known just because <laughs> just they because have their have they girls. have their universe of stuff that they like, and I don't want to be that like asshole dad that's like oh, whatever go play with your ponies. And it's like okay, what's that pony do? What's that pony's power? Just because it you know it appeals to me because I was like that with like that's that GI Joe. What does he do? What guns does he come with? You know what does that Star Wars guy do? You know, because you, you knew everything. You knew every single G.I. Joe character and what he did. You knew every single Transformer and what his stuff was. What kind of car
0: he turned into. Absolutely. Right. right. Absolutely.
1: So, like, that that part of my brain never went away. And, like, I'm, and it's just, it's a different sort of temple.
0: We used to transform my parents' living room into these epic battles and epic wars. And we would string... String across all the w- all the way across the living room between the walls, and have GI Joes that would we would hook their arms, and they would slide down these zip awesome. lines. Awesome! And we would have I had the Terror drone for Cobra, and my stepbrother had the USS Flag, the big carrier. Oh. We would take all this stuff out in two hours setting all this stuff up, right? And we would have this crazy battle and all. And that would be our day like we that's how we would spend our entire afternoon. We
1: did. We did that, too. And and it's weird that you say that because my girls don't play with like figures and stuff as much as I did. Like we would be making up stories by ourselves. And maybe that's maybe that's an issue. I mean, I don't know. Um,
0: Are the stories manufactured for kids of today already? That's kind of something I was going towards there. I don't know. Has it taken imagination out of the equation to where it's more programmed?
1: But we saw uh, we would see a G.I. Joe cartoon. And, you know, the whole point of those cartoons, Key Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, all to sell the toys. Of course. Right. So then when you when the show was over, you could go play with the toys. Now, when the show is over, you can pick up the iPad and watch all the shows because they're all on demand. Maybe that's the issue. I don't know. But let me ask you this question, just because I'm curious. Right. My GI Joe guys would also play with the Transformers, and would also play with the A Team guys, and the Chips guys, and the Dukes of Hazzard guys, and all the figures that I had. They all lived in the same universe. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> no, my brother and I. We used didn't to, do my mashups. Bro-
1: my brother and I had mashups when we were kids. It was like, hey, guess what? Uh, Snake Eyes just stole Face from A Team's Corvette. He's driving over there. What are you going to do about it? I don't know. Uh, Bo Duke is going to get in that tank and go over there and try to blow him up. You know, like, we would just make up crazy stuff. (laughs) That sounds
0: like a good movie, Because we didn't have an
1: iPad. We didn't have an iPad. Right. Maybe that's what it is.
0: I I spent a lot of time outside because I was a little bit of a loner as a kid, and that was was where my imagination flourished the most, was just being in the woods, creating these scenarios. Um, It led me into more of the sci-fi and fantasy side of the stuff. Um, I ended up playing a lot of D&D and card game stuff in college, and that's where it really starts to take off. Uh, When you have that kind of just blank canvas creative space, even confined in the world of a particular character like G.I. Joe or Transformers or any of those kinds of things, and even doing the mashups like that, there's still kind of constraints there. But tying a, a sheet or a pillowcase around your neck and holding a stick and having a, an epic battle in the woods with your friends, yeah. there's nothing like that ever. I mean, yeah. And I, 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 I don't, don't see kids getting exposed to that kind of imagination based content today it's all programmatic it's all marketing uh to in order to do other things and that's always existed yeah and that's and but it's just so much more intense yeah. now uh, between commercials and games and on yeah. demand and all of that stuff now,
1: and I guess it's 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 scary as a parent. And you know, we we try to encourage them to just play. Yeah, you know, and it's fun when you just you'll you'll watch. But what them.
0: does that mean to them when you say just play?
1: Or I, I don't even say just play, but if I just say like, oh, we're not going to play the games tonight, you know, or whatever. And I just watch the two girls what they do. It's like okay, they'll go set up an easel and like you watch them create and it's awesome.
0: That's amazing.
1: So, but again, it's just it's the way it is. It, I think uh, it's a, the whole another political discussion or whatever is. It, you know can you just let your kids roam free like around the neighborhood and like come back at dinner you know like i don't know if that world exists anymore no. especially in los angeles but
0: definitely not in los angeles but, but i don't um, know if if maybe know, out in where we grew up in charlotte but sure
1: or 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 yeah but i mean i don't know so i guess uh to to bring this all full circle i guess what we're saying is we're getting old um we're wondering you know what are the next favorite things are going to be we've said it's maybe going to be the harry potters of the universe it's maybe going to be the transformers movies which are based on stuff we grew up with or whatever um Actually, this is one of the big big things
0: I'd love to just ask the audience. Like, share some of your yeah. what do you guys think about this? Do you think we're onto something here with the whole? Uh, are are your child the things that you engaged with as a child the, the most important things of your life? And if you are a parent, are your kids getting exposed to the things of today? And are these things are is frozen? and the newer Hunger Games or Harry Potter, is that going to be their favorite things of their life that they're going to remember later down the road? That's I'd love to hear some feedback on that. Leave yeah. us a review, uh, send us some tweets, yeah. let us know what you guys think, because I don't know, I, I love this idea when you brought it up, because I had never really thought about it like that before, but yeah, I mean, between, by the time I was age 22, everything that I love today... It's established. It's been established already. Yeah. Like, I, and you're completely right. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy Lord of the Rings, but it's never going to top the top five that I have already established through the eighties and nineties. Yeah. So I fantastic point. Thank you for bringing that one up. I guess
1: I, the only other uh, real quick, the only other universes that I've gotten sort of like wrapped up in the lore of would be the, like the mass effect universe and video games, Yeah, uh, maybe destiny, even the lore's kind of terrible, uh, the uncharted universe, but it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm, like I could tell you everything about our you know what I mean? It's like it's you know I could tell you. I don't know, even remember like, the characters' names. Sure, but I can tell you like what ship that guy was flying and who Rogue Five was and Star. Wars. Like it's like that, totally. It was, it's it's like it's gospel to me. That's Lord know? of
0: the Rings for me, right? And it's the same thing. And Warcraft for you too. Yeah, yeah there's, Warcraft. There's a perfect
1: yeah. video game example of like lore for you. you That's fantastic. I mean? I yeah, I don't know.
0: But it took extra effort outside of the video game to become that versed in. Uh, in that world
1: yeah I guess and maybe this is me just turning 40 and looking back on it and I don't know just like I don't, it's not a midlife crisis but you know um, I'm I'm now starting to have like my get off my lawn mm. moments which uh, I had one this past week oh um, so my wife and I uh, we had an anniversary last weekend and we went out to a congratulations thank you 11 years we went out to a, a fancy uh, steakhouse we go to every year in Beverly Hills blah 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 right and they bring out all the crazy food, and it's it's really great. And and so the thing about this this restaurant is, you know, you're you're kind of like uh, close to other people and tables, right? So we're enjoying our nice meal and talking and having a good time, and then like a, a like a lobster tower comes over to the table next to us. It's like has like dry ice coming out of it. <laughs> Instead of the people what? just eating it and being like like we're all like wow that's really cool, right? What happens as soon as that table as soon as that thing hits the yes the flash bulbs start going off from people's cell phones, right? not just the people that are eating it but the people like the table over and the next table yeah. over like they're running up and taking pictures of food now i know you're a person that takes pictures of food but you it's different and when you're in like a fancy like high-end restaurant right to me that just seems like kind of out of like just seems rude maybe if, if you're if, taking if, pictures
0: if, of other people's food in a fancy five-star kind of restaurant yeah that's that's a little out of place i that, get that, that people want to not
1: only once it happened to the table to the right of me and that happened to the table to the left of me yeah And that was, and all I got was like a steak and some, you know, some vegetables and stuff. And my wife, you know, we had a couple of drinks and we were out. Right. Yep. So we didn't have anything that would like bring people over to be like, oh my God, they have the steak that also has the cow attached and the cow is playing like a banjo. You know, like it wasn't any of that sort of stuff. Right. But the fact that like there, it took me, it's not like, it's like we were having like this amazing 11 year anniversary moment where we were talking to each other. You know, it wasn't that it was, it kind of took me on the moment. It's like, really? You're going to like take a picture of, of food. Right. And so, like these people got like a lobster tail dropped to them, and and they and they ate it really fast, and blah blah blah, blah 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 blah. Right? I, you've taken pictures of food, but you, when you take a picture of a food, it's like, look at this ninety-six pound steak that I'm yes. about to eat, and like you know, <laughs> where like it, or like look at this giant burrito of a place that's actually designed to be like, here's the giant burrito, like the man versus food type stuff. Yeah, that is picture worthy. Or I
0: be. do my destroyed plates. Sure. Destroyed so plate. hashtag destroyed plates. Sure. Which is the polar opposite of because. But that's Here, here's like, but, my here's my note to like, people that take pictures of that's food.
1: The, that's the challenge, right? You're supposed to like if you can destroy this, you are like you have a badge of honor. Yeah, I'll take a picture of that. If you eat a, if you'd have freaking steak. Good job. You don't need to take a picture of it. Well, here's
0: here's my note to people that take pictures of their food. And post them online. Nobody gives a shit. Stop doing it. I I take pictures of stuff. Yes, I post it online because it's a novelty that I might want to share with a friend or a family. Hey, look at this cool dish. Check it out. It's at this place, whatever. I'll absolutely send that. If I want to leave a Yelp review or something like that, I'll take a picture to accompany it. But for there are people that take a picture of every single meal um that um that they eat. Every dish that they eat for every single meal. Snapchat and Instagram and all of this stuff that live in the moment. Yeah. Just enjoy what you what just got sat down in front of you. Oh, that looks really nice. I'm going to eat the shit out of it. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and spend 10 minutes framing a picture or of it, right?
1: If, or if you're at a place like we were at, it's like, sit there and enjoy every bite. You know, enjoy the conversation. You should be
0: enjoying your anniversary. You right. should be enjoying why Which, you're, you came to this super foo-foo, right. fancy-ass restaurant in the yeah. first place. Which
1: Amy and I absolutely did. We had a great night. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, at the same time, that like, again, she didn't really think anything of it. But I just had like that, like, <laughs> like don't... I can't believe people are taking pictures. Right. Like it just, you know.
0: Here's the thing. Right. Going back to our main story, right, our discussion tonight. Yeah. Is that a thing, That's a thing for this now. generation? It's normal. It's accepted. And if you say something, you're the get off my lawn old man asshole. Did you have a get off my lawn moment this week? I, I did have a little bit of a get off my lawn moment this week where I felt just the old man kind of kick in. Right. <laughs> I spent the better part of eight hours. Not eight hours. Let's see, 10 a.m. till probably what five till the night game came. Out. Probably six to eight hours in my recliner this weekend on Sunday because I was having a really good fantasy day. Oh, and fantasy I was football. just football, yeah. hooked on fan, yeah, fantasy football day. Yeah. Right? Don't twist that.
1: No fantasy like you like you playing Lord of the Rings or
0: like- no no no. Uh, so I the dog slept all day as she does, uh, and she sat right next to me as I sat in the chair. So uh, I was thirsty. I needed another beer. So I hopped up out of the chair really quickly and tweaked my back. And that is one of...
1: <laughs> just for getting up out of the chair? Because
0: I had been sitting in that same position for that long. And uh, I don't know. I got up too fast. You, you, I don't you,
1: know. You immediately go online and look for like those pills that Shaq sells for like your back, lower back pain or <laughs> no. don't pills or whatever those things were.
0: No, I immediately just fell to the floor, <laughs> hunched over. I had really hurt something. I, I, I was terrified, but then I felt that it was more muscle, not nerve. And Anyway. Yeah, Ripley's like, what she, the
1: hell are you doing? We were just watching she, football. What's she looked over
0: you? at me and then laid back down and went back to sleep. Can yes, we she does. Out? I can't walk. Yep. So I've, I've spent the last two to three days, uh, kind of in pain with a basically I had a just a tight muscle. Yeah, from you worked out. You got, you from, got, from sitting in a recliner for almost eight hours watching yeah, you football. You
1: didn't take a slap shot in the back. You just no. you literally stood up to go get. A
0: beer. I had a colostomy bag. I had everything. <laughs> I was I was prepared. I had diapers. It was good. Big big fantasy win. I think I won one hundred and twenty to
1: sixty. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored now by Depends and Geritol. <laughs> <laughs> what other fun stuff we got going on this week? Oh, that was it. That was it? Oh, we don't have any fun stuff to close out the show with? Well, like we the okay. Days? Well, we did a lightning round last week. So Ooh. do you want to... I came up with the lightning round last week. You want to do lightning round?
0: Oh, let's see. Top five video games you've ever played, go.
1: Oh, um, I would say uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Uh, Uncharted. This is in no specific order. Uncharted 1, I think. Maybe uh, just the, the idea of that. Um, if we're talking story. If we're talking all-time favorite video games, it's like NHL 93, Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, RBI Baseball. um, What else? Uh, Destiny obviously has to be in the top five. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. You go.
0: Uh, I'm going to go Warcraft 3, Frozen Throne. Uh, I'm going to go Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, uh, yeah. Because that's an old throwback, right? That was one of the first games I played. And as an an early prepubescent teen, uh, it was naughty and weird. And you were like, sure, sure
1: oops oh my god (laughs) yeah uh
0: the original space quest and king's quest games from sierra if you remember those these
1: quest games were good too i didn't play those Those i didn't that was was interesting
0: um definitely uh, world of uh, warcraft i can't not say world of warcraft after investing what 14 years 12 years into it x-wing versus tie fighter uh no oh i love that game um let's see what else um Oh, Age of Empires 2. Yeah. That was one that uh those old friend and I used to spend hours playing. And my number one game of all time, in my opinion, is Unreal Tournament.
1: All right. What about... Uh- I spent
0: more time... Not more than World of Warcraft, but I spent more time playing that game, and I drank more Mountain Dew playing that game. <laughs> uh, and I actually played competitively for money in local tournaments and stuff, playing that game around 99, 2000. So that, those were some big years for me uh, for playing those games. And I hear that they're bringing Unreal Tournament back Ooh! Uh, late. We're going to hear more later this year. There's some out pre friends and family alpha stuff out uh, coming out this later this year. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm excited about that.
1: So I think we've determined on this podcast that we're getting old. We're trying to figure out yeah. what the future is going to be in a number of cases. And uh, I think we had a lot of fun trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, my name's Nick. That's Andy. You can find me at Data Center Dude over on Twitter.
1: You can find me at Andy Nelson 76 or you can find us at the LA Kings game on Friday, October 14th. Oh, home as we go opener. Our first home opener of the 50th anniversary of the LA Kings.
0: And we did see them lose this evening before reporting the recording this show. Hell of a game, Kings. It was 2 to 1, yeah, yeah, but
1: But at least hockey's back. Hockey's back. It's October.
0: Go Cubs. Go Cubs. Sorry the Rangers didn't make it. Sorry. Oh, well. That's going to do it for us, folks. Uh, We will see you next week. Later. Bye. Bye.